and then we can already come right back to turn the table right over here. Dash podcast. So that was that was great number one. Um, you guys asked me some great questions. I've been getting some some great interviews um, lately. It's you know it's different being on the other side. I'm used to this is episode I believe 47, 48 okay. for me. So I'm doing all the interviewing to kind of close the conversation. So you guys did like whoa. Those are my questions to ask. <laughs> you know, on the Dash podcast, our goal is to provide people with challenging, meaningful, significant conversations about the pain in your life and how you make the platform for your purpose. Um, so lately, we've been we've been taking it a little bit more to to our grassroots and where we're coming from, and really, you know, just like you guys always do, giving back. Um, and, and that's probably a great place to start. You both are people of service. How did you get started with service? I know with the Teach Foundation, we even getting a master's in nursing. Um, yes. Even in profession, um, we'll give it back. Can we start there? Why, why do y'all give back so much? You know, it's just purpose. Okay. It's all about purpose for me. I think I've always been in healthcare. Hmm. Um, well, let me let me fall back a little bit. <laughs> My first career was in um, business. Okay. So. You know, I found that I didn't have a purpose there. So then my second career became healthcare, in which I have found that I love giving back to people in a way that I know that I'm promoting health and wellness. For me, it's a big thing. So, although I don't look the epitome of health and wellness, but um, nonetheless, I just, it just makes me feel good to give back. And when I came to Hartsville, I guess in 2005, my husband and I came here because we were, it was kind of the midpoint between our jobs. I was working at Carolina's Hospital in Florence, and he was working um, for Duke Energy in Rock Hill. So, it was kind of a midway point that we chose. We kind of fell into Hartsville. Um, and I'm glad we did because it was actually Charmin who invited me to the first Rotary Club. Yeah, Rotary Club meeting and got me involved with Rotary. And from there, I said, you know, this is just a great opportunity for me to mingle and get into the community and, in essence, a way to give back into the community in which we live. It's very important for me. It's very important for my children and my grandchildren. And it makes me, it's, it just makes me feel good and it makes me have a purpose. Okay, okay, that's great. Um, and and before we go to you, I think that's interesting, especially if we've been talking for the past hour, you mentioned it wasn't a purpose in business, really. and that's kind of how I felt doing the, the corporate development piece, and, and that's the, the feeling and the passion that was the same for that. So I, I that's right. I think we each have our own feeling about mm -hmm. what our passion is. Yeah. And once you find that little niche and and you know you're in a place where it makes you feel good about yourself and what you're doing, you know that's where you belong. Yeah, I agree. So. I agree, for sure. How about yourself, Charlotte? <laughs> <laughs> Mine probably started as a young child. At least it formed my love for the arts because I was a dance major. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so you can dance, you can help be my partner too. Yeah, I'm sure you'll have I'm sure you'll have a wonderful Speaking partner. of dancing, I know that you're a dancer and I know that your husband has Yeah, my husband it, yeah. has been a dancer on dancing with the stars. Yeah, yeah he was. He was. Uh, but getting involved in the arts when I was in school and then finding out a little bit more about arts management got me involved in nonprofits. Okay. And I have my background is in nonprofit management. And that's because I see the need there. Mm -hmm. Nonprofits are 
they start with the heart yeah. and helping people. And business is a necessary commodity. I mean, the free enterprise system is what makes America go around. Yes. And but you also need that balance with the nonprofit community. And once I got, I had my own business. I had my own dance studio, and I assure you that that I was very business minded when I was. I mean, there was heart in it, but but the business came first. Uh, so. Um, I took both of those pieces, and that's what's really pushed me forward. Now, how does, um, how does the business piece for both of you, how does that influence the nonprofit side? Does it give you a leg up? Does it help you know um, when you're giving back that you have that experience in the corporate, straight, black and mind world? Well, I think it gives you a little background knowledge about how the business side of it works. So with having some working knowledge of that process and how it unfolds, you can kind of take that into consideration. You know, when you're working up front at a nonprofit or whether I'm in healthcare because you know business turns the healthcare world around. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think it helps and gives you a, a first-hand knowledge of essentially how it turns and you can keep that in mind when you're essentially going out and trying to put a put a foot forward and help an organization or help people or help you know you in the back of your mind in the back of your mind for instance with health care what I think when I see a patient is I always think in my mind okay even if they do or do not have health insurance I'm gonna treat this patient as if they had no insurance right what are the best resources that I can give this patient from a standpoint of a, fi a financial standpoint of how I can best help them meet their needs? So you always have that business mindset in the back of your mind that's driving what you're doing in order to increase somebody's sustainability. And I view, I view nonprofits as businesses. I mean, to me, nonprofit doesn't mean no profit. Right. Nonprofits are, and I'm going to use your word driven, they're driven by a different mission. Yeah. And the mission is there, that's the, that's the mission and the goal that nonprofits want to achieve. Businesses are not necessarily, the bottom line is usually the... Right. It's usually the, well, and, and I don't know if you guys can tell you, but even asking about business, we kind of all tend stuff. Yeah. Like, but you, uh, but yes, so much, yeah. the business community is very supportive of the nonprofit. Yes, community. they are. So they're, they're both needed. Especially here in Hartsville. Yeah. yeah. Well, and so I guess to segue that and to feel the tone that we just had talking about business, but that's the stuff we don't really care about. Yeah. But, but you talk about living in a purpose, and every time I see Shamla Dawn, you're smiling and you're happy. So doing the work that you love and being able to give back all the time, what does that do for you? For you, to, you know, I don't like being uptight, you know. Yes. So how does it, how do you yeah. feel living in your purpose or working in, in what you love? It makes me feel like I'm, I am fulfilling what I'm here for, mm -hmm. that I'm doing what I should be doing. I mean, I, I'm sure we did. We all learned at an early age. Mm -hmm. I did at the knee of my parents that, you know, you must give back to your community. Mm. I was, I'm, I was, I still am an only child. <laughs> you always will be. I always will be. Yes, for sure. Um, so as an only child, my parents made sure that I knew what it meant to share and give back yeah. to my friends. Yeah. And, and of course that, that sticks with you, but 
being involved with the community at large, you realize that it's not all about you. Yeah. That's right. That's right. There's a, there's a much bigger picture. Yeah. There's a much yeah. bigger picture. For sure. Well, I think I'm seeing, I see we have another guest, Mr. Brian Forte here. Will you join us, Brian? Come on up, Brian. I see an opportunity for you to give back. Um, Sharma to, to both Brian and I because we're both contestants in that dancing with the stars oh, coming up. So, you are. You know, Congratulations. Are you wearing your dancing shoes? Um, all my shoes are dancing shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Before I introduce Brian, I'm going to ask Sharma for some tips from us uh, for us because you told me she wouldn't give me any information about it because she said I couldn't get it but I still find it a big thing and sorry that you're your dancing major. Right. So what, what tips do you have for us before we go up on Dancing with the Stars? Have fun. Uh-huh. Dance like nobody's watching. And just enjoy yourselves. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And make it be in the experience. Yes. Don't be thinking about what the audience is doing or um, what they'll think of you. Just be in the experience. Okay. Feel it with your whole body. Yeah. We can do that. That's that's simple enough. Um, and it's all about the cause. That's simple enough. You know, it's all about the cause. Yeah. Um, you guys are going to be great, and we're going to be there, so we can watch you guys. That's right. But, um, but y'all be competing. That's right. Yeah. And I'm going to win. Um, so that, that'll be all my shoes are dead shoes. I'm red. <laughs> well, uh, Brian was actually uh, he's also one from Hartsville. We had. Uh, Jessica and Susie come up here early. I don't think either one of them are from Hartsville. <laughs> Brian is from Hartsville. He's okay, actually a downtown yeah. business owner of um, Mezzo Forte right. across the street. So yes. after we're talking about giving back, Brian, what does it mean for you right now to be able to, to one, be, have own a business in the community that you grew up there? Well, um, I actually ran into one of my professors from Coker when I first opened the business. I was asking, you know, now that I'm a business owner and, you know, you just have so much energy and excitement, how can I give back? What can I do? How can I, you know, to the community? And he said, having a business, being downtown, you're giving back. You're, Absolutely. You're, you're an example. You, you know, just every day that you open with a smile on your face and you try to have a successful business day, you're showing someone else in Hartford mm -hmm. that you can do this, that you have to do something. Just kind of going along and doing what we do, you know, and, and just kind of not knowing whether people see it or not. So hopefully, you know, my last year of opening a business, being a new business owner, all of my skills, hopefully that's been something for somebody else. <laughs> Your business, what a great concept, too. Yeah. Yes, it the, is. The restaurant and play, you have an event coming up Friday, don't you? Well, since it's commercial time, I guess I do. Yeah. <laughs> so Forte Restaurant and Play House. Um, we're arts, entertainment, and soul food. So um, we combine, you know, the comfort of, of soul food with live entertainment. Um, we started, we kicked off the fall with Whitney Houston. Her birthday was in August, so we had eight local girls singing Whitney Houston birthday. Oh, how wonderful. Um, it was a packed house that night. Um, we followed up with a live karaoke, so we can karaoke a little different. You get a five-piece band behind you. Oh, wow. <laughs>
time. So we just had so we do themes. Um, this fall we're doing Dream Girls Live, Dinner Theater Style in the restaurant. Oh. Um, the whole Dream Girls play is going to be acted out around you. That is awesome. Thanks for driving. Thanks for giving you something to do in art. People are coming from all over the place. Last and I went to people drove from Columbia, people came from Chicago, So it's really it's really an inclusive environment. And I always say every time I go in the restaurant, it's got just such a comfortable feeling there. Well, people come to Hartsville is what I've learned. Yeah. This small city, pocket out of the people will come here. People will come to Hartsville, yeah. At any given time, you can be in a restaurant downtown Hartsville, and the table next to you may be from Florence. Yeah. Or Columbia. Since I've been in a restaurant on the downtown, it's just amazing me of what comes through my door or where they come from or what about the name. People have Googled us or have been on their way or found out about this little town and have wanted to come. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was a guy last week who was on a photo traveling tour from Scotland. Oh, wow. And Hartsville was pinpointed on one of his destinations. Really? Just to come and take pictures of him. Oh, so wow. he came to my restaurant, came to Centennial Park, and just wanted to take pictures, and he was all off and back to Scotland. It's like wow, Hartsville. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like, so. like, that thing keeps coming up in Hartsville. Um, and even Brian, you're talking about how your business has given back. Um, I formed a game of enterprise and formed a great partnership with Mezzo Forte. I host plethora of, of, of my functions. Toastmasters has hosted events at Mezzo Forte. I host a speaking event at Mezzo Forte. Um, we've got the 50th episode of the podcast coming up, which is going to be a celebration at Mezzo Forte. Um, and Brian was also the first guest on the Dash podcast. So How about it's, that? It's pretty cool to see yeah. it all coming back full circle. So um, you're coming back to the 50th episode. Exactly, which is cool. It's going to be live. Yeah. It's going to be shot at Mezzo Forte. So <laughs> yeah. excited about that. Anything that I can do, I'm going for like, come on, have it here. That's right. <laughs> well, it's so great that you're giving back to the community. You went to Coker? Yes, um, musical theater college. Um, the first year they had a musical theater program. So that's why I told Trey, I'm ready. I've taken four years of dance. Yeah. <laughs> You're ready to use oh, it. Oh, Trey. Trey. I think you've got some competition. You might be right. I forgot about that part. I forgot about that part. Well, that's good. Well, thank you for joining us, Brian. Thank you. I was just down here telling the entire Facebook, inviting everyone I know because I think this is so great. And thank you for letting me come. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. You're what we call a high school celebrity. So go yeah. I that trade. It's a term trade. I like it. <laughs> Looking forward to that old, that old R&B. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. that's my kind of time. I love it. Friday, September what? Friday, this Friday at night. This Friday at night. And I'll show you guys around. Okay. And you're on the corner of Carolina and Fifth. All right. Wonderful. Thank you, Brian. And that's a, um, you know, as we've had a couple of, of opportunities to hear from people in the city, yes. uh, we're transplanting and here. It's the same thing on people that are living here. Um, and for you guys, neither one of you are from Hartsville, right? No, not from Hartsville. We are implants. We are implants. <laughs> I know, I'm going to start using that implant. How did this implant take place? Especially from Texas Christian yeah. and from Rock Hill. So, yeah. Well, my husband's originally from Darlington. Okay. Now, my dad was a military guy, so we moved around a lot, but we I was born in Beaufort, mm -hmm. lived there until the age of about 10. Then we actually moved to where my mom's family was in Johnsonville, if okay. you know where that is, um, because my grandmother was sick and going through some things. So we've kind of stayed okay. down in that area um, up until we started moving around again, and I've lived in Salisbury, North Carolina, Wadesboro, North Carolina, um, and then we always seem to go back to grandmother's house, okay. you know. She was a 
she was probably a great inspiration in my life. She was a very Christian woman. And I guess my passion, a little bit about my passion for helping people comes from her because she was very involved in that community that she lived in. She actually, um, would, she never had a driver's license. Mm. So she walked to church on Wednesdays and Sundays. Wow. Um, she wouldn't accept a ride from anybody. So it all comes back to, you know, I have a great passion for um, helping the elderly and the very young. It's like my grandmother always say, you got to look out for the orphans and yeah. the elderly. Yeah. So that's that's what I keep going back to in my passion that's, for helping. That's beautiful. Well, I, I see uh, people people tell me that I'm both an old man and they both uh-huh. tell me that I'm yeah. a young person. I see that they're one and the same. So wanting to help those two cohorts of people. Yeah. Um, is because the older you get, the more childish acting you kind of get. And sometimes the young kids will say some things that like, are you 70 years old right now? <laughs> yeah. You're a young person with an old soul. That's right. Yeah. yeah that's but to get back to your question, um, we finally settled in Florence. Mm-hmm. I okay. lived on Cashua Drive for years, and I graduated from Wilson High School in Florence. Okay. So, it, you know, it just, our paths crossed as adults, my husband and my own, and we ended up um, having a relationship, and with him being from Darlington and in the two careers that we had, um, he actually had children that were going to Hartsville High School. Okay. Um, and again, it was a centralized location between our two jobs at the time. Okay. So we kind of implanted ourselves here um, because of where our jobs were. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Now you're here. Do you now we're no, no, no. We'll be here Good. for the duration. Good. We're not going anywhere. Good. Yeah. Now you've got grandchildren. I've got grandchildren, yeah. Good. I like yeah. it. And Charmin? I'm originally from Greenville, South Carolina, and uh, have lived in New York, um, Charlotte, Texas, and ended here because my husband took a job mm. with Sunoco. Mm-hmm. Okay. And to be very frank, the whole first year we were here, I had transition illness. Mm. I was not <laughs> happy about it. <laughs> It's kind of hard to implant yourself into a new new place. Well, it was because being, I used to say, being from South Carolina, the good news was I knew what small towns in South Carolina were like. And being from South Carolina, I also, the bad news was I knew what small towns in South Carolina were, were like. So I went in with my eyes open. And I probably made myself very miserable the first year I was here because I really didn't want to be here. Um, that's just... That's, That's just truth. out there. Yeah. It's yeah. the truth. And I did all I could to make myself unhappy. Mm. And I was. Wow. <laughs> I was thoroughly unhappy. Yeah. And then yeah. one day I decided that I was the only one making myself unhappy. And I was making other people around me unhappy. Mm. And I was like, you know, this really isn't as bad as you think it is. Yeah. And I got outside of myself, got involved. Now, mind you, I had been invited to be involved in a number of ways, and I never really chose to do it. But I decided that one day, sitting on my back steps at home, that I was making myself miserable. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, let's just start to reach out. And of course, once I did, people were very receptive. I got... I got very involved, and the rest is, is history. Okay. Well, and that, 
those those turning points are big. I, I mentioned before, um, pain is purpose. It's kind of what the show's principle is about. Um, and everybody's pain looks different, but that's a pain you know, that makes you want to change. And I'm guessing that that's part of what sparks some of your service work too. And so you're already doing it. But how did that that place a low point uh, bring you back up to, to to do so many great things in service? The low point, well, I was to the point to where we had moved from Charlotte to Hartsville. A little different. That's a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. And I really spent the first year doing consulting work at the business that I left. Okay. And so I was gone four days out of the week. Mm. So I wasn't even physically connected okay. here. I mean, I made it as difficult as yeah. absolutely possible. <laughs> so once I let go of that and realized that that I really, I needed to move on. The business was willing for me to stay as long as I wanted to, but I realized it, it wasn't good in the long term. Yeah. And I saw that there were ways that I could be involved. There were ways I could give back. There were things that I could do. I could use my talents, my skills. Mm -hmm. And you start to do that and you meet other people, like-minded yeah. people. Yes. And then you start to see needs. And that's one thing I will say about Hartsville is, if there is something that you're interested in that doesn't exist in Hartsville, let's say, mm. um, I don't know, a book club, or let's say some... Um, Foundation. Yeah, let's say you have... Right, right. let's yeah. say you have a talent in, in archery classes. If there mm. aren't archery classes... Can we can make one. And yeah. that's, Absolutely. That's right. That right. is what is open about Hartsville, is if you've got the talent and the skill, you start it, mm. and people will support it. They will support or it. Or you talk to enough people, and you can get something yeah. going. Yeah. And I found that spirit and that type of support and motivation within this community is what makes us different okay. than other small towns in South Carolina that are really just kind of like crumbling into themselves because yes you have to have a vision to do great things but you also have to have a spirit of cooperation to and that can do spirit I know that's an old-fashioned term yeah. but that can do spirit that we can do it right. um, it may there may be struggles there may be challenges but we can do it yeah. and knowing that that everyone around you is in that same progressive mindset. Right. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. I love it. I love it. That's a beautiful answer. Do you have anything to add, Dawn? Well, I just want to say to Sharman that I'm glad you came to the realization yeah. that you needed to get involved <laughs> because you've done so many great things since you've that's been here in Hartsville. Well, we you wouldn't were... have met if I had. I would still be going to Charlotte. That's right. <laughs> Still well, be driving back and well, forth to Charlotte. Well, yeah. And I wouldn't know either one of them. That's so I'm right. glad I'm glad you both decided to be here. That's that's a great deal. Um, I do see that we have another guest, Jennifer Heisel, um, in the audience. Will you join us, please? Pretty please. Um, do you all already know Miss Heisel? Yes, we do. We've okay. interviewed her. Okay. We have. Yes, we have. Yes. Hey, Jennifer. Hi. Couldn't pass up this opportunity. Jennifer Heisel is a, is a professor at Coca College mm -hmm. and is also a board member for the Butler Heritage mm -hmm. Community Foundation. Mm -hmm doing a lot of service work there. And that's, that seems to have been the theme today, is yes, service. Yes, service. Mm -hmm. um, can you talk to us a little bit about what you have going on? Oh gosh, what do I have going on? Right now, lots of teaching. So I'm teaching four classes, and then I have uh, kind of three independent studies. So I have a student who's working on her honors project, and then I have two students who are doing directed readings in African American studies. So I'm the coordinator of that in at Coker. And then with the Butler Heritage Foundation, so learning a lot about 
an event coming building. up Thursday, right? There is an event coming up okay. Thursday. So that's a that's a community, so a South Hartsville Butler Historic District. We're trying to change the name of South Hartsville to the Butler Historic District. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that's been something that's been in the works for the yeah. last couple of years, maybe a year and a half. Will there be like signage to help visualize? That's, to that's the hope is that, that there will be some signage. Um, right now, we're just kind of working on the ground to see if we can make sure that changing the name, right? Because we know of this area of Hartsville as South Hartsville, mm -hmm. right? It's the other side of the tracks, like literally, <laughs> and the ditches, <laughs> literally. And so we need to start changing our perception of the area so that we can maybe bring some of the growth that we've had here in the downtown area into uh, this other area as well. And then impact it. So yes, the historic uh, Butler District Neighborhood Association is pairing up with Morris Darlington Tech for a career and employment fair. And that's coming up soon. That's going to be Thursday. That's right. That's tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> Whatever day that is, whatever Thursday is, that's what it is, and I'll be there as well. Um, oh, there's been a couple of events that I've been able to host at Butler with uh, Dr. Heasy and whatnot. The Shift Community, the event that we were talking about earlier, was a um, was a, a business expo for minority businesses mm -hmm. at at Butler Heritage, so that community foundation. So um, I really I appreciate the work that you do and some of that that hands-on service. And I know with Rotary, we're, we're trying to get an interact club started. Um, with the Hartsville High School and maybe even the Governor School. Um, so that would be the high school kids getting to decide what kind of service learning project will be done. Um, yeah, and they'll get to choose it. So we'll see where they, we're not going to force them anywhere. They get to choose what the project is going to be. But um, there's some opportunities uh, to do work in South Hartsville and with that community. It's totally work there. Um, about three years ago, a city planning group did a survey of South Hartsville. And we actually have a South Hartsville revitalization plan, and it's posted to the city's webpage if you look up South Hartsville. And in there, there are actual action items that yes. we can take. There's no money associated with any of these action items, so it's up to us to envision one of these action items and how can we do it. Right. Yeah. Now, will and how we can get them community on board to, to help. To exactly. help. Yes. Now, will that plan be updated in conjunction with the 2030 plan, Hartsville City's 2030? Because I bet the original plan was part of the 2010 plan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, the 20, well, I, I looked at some of the ordinances and things online too, but I know the 2030 plan will take place in 2018. And the 2020 plan does include the South Hartsville and some stuff to take. So I'm, I'm, get sure, to tweak I'm sure we'll, we'll be updated and revised. Yeah. Um, and those are open meetings for the management yeah. as well. Okay. So, yeah, so that, those um, would be really good because what I've been doing in my classrooms is I've been taking my, my students and we've been working on projects. So, one of the, so for example, one of the action items was getting to know the history of Hartsville's black community. Mm -hmm. We don't have that history recorded. And so two years ago, my students and I, we put together uh, oral histories. So we collected a whole bunch of oral histories, put it into a little documentary. That was our class project. Uh, this year, uh, this semester, we're working with the city uh, to do a fundraising campaign mm -hmm. for the Marion Avenue Cemetery mm -hmm. that's been completely overgrown. Mm -hmm. But there's some founders of Hopesville that are buried there. Wow. 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 That's you know amazing. Who, you may not need this now, but in terms of the history of South Hartsville, 
probably good context for that would be all of the participants that come for the, the oh, no. Butler High reunion. Yes. All of those people yes. would have all, capture all those stories right. from those from those alums. Yes. yes. Oh my goodness. So I'm getting chills just thinking about it because <laughs> Butler Heritage Week is absolutely amazing. How many people came this year? I don't remember, but there was In, in yeah, point of context, yeah. <laughs> High School was the predominant, well, it was the black high school, mm -hmm. and it closed in 83. I'm not sure it was It's when it closed. So every year now, the, um, the foundation, the Butler Heritage Foundation, is at the high school, the community foundation. So every year, there's a week, Butler Week. Yes, where it is. A whole week, week of events. Yeah. Yes, where every alumni from 1982 back to the 50s or 40s. 1956, I think, was our And they always have an honorary alum who is a speaker or someone who yeah. has done great things. Yeah, the taste of Butler, the, um, the tailgate, the all kinds of things. They have a prayer so, meeting, they have a board meeting. And they have a dance. Yeah. And yeah. A parade. <laughs> they have a parade. Yeah, yeah but yeah. I bet interviewing those. Some of those. Yes. Yeah. To capture this. stories. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. <laughs> and so I need to find, I'm going to need a, a harness of volunteers mm -hmm. to kind of like set up a booth like this where right. we can just continue to work. Yeah. 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 Well, that's yeah. great. It's I, um, on my list. Thank you for mentioning that. <laughs> well, well I'm, I'm, I know I'm still looking to do some work with, with you guys at Butler and whatnot. So hopefully we'll get, get, get things going. So I've got some ideas myself for next year. I know we all do, so thank you for joining thank us. Thank you. Thank you very Congratulations much. Congratulations on Running Story Council. <laughs> 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 right, right in the district, too. And, and here, again, we have another opportunity to see what your business is doing and what your show is doing to get the highlight. And what we talk about when putting tables turned together is how you guys highlight so many events going on in the city and you're the only outlet in the city that highlights every Everything. event, every event. Um, That's in the right. city. So how, how did Good Morning Hartsville start and what was the idea to get you guys going? Oh, I'll let you take that, Charmin. Okay. <laughs> the station owner, Harold Bledsoe of WAGZ 95.9 uh, FM, came to me and wanted to have a radio show that took place in the morning mm -hmm. and took place in an area where people came and went, like right. a coffee place um, or a breakfast place. And Dawn had that type of place. Okay. And he particularly wanted it in the in a window mm -hmm. so that people on the okay. street could see. see it happening. And my and I said, well that was interesting. Mm -hmm. And let me think about it. Um, and so I got to thinking about crafting the show, and I know that there are lots of, of other radio shows that are really wild and crazy, and they, they try to titillate and say right. the craziest things you could possibly do. And I, I, I guess there's a place for that, but that, that would not be a comfort level for me. <laughs> I would like to be more, I'd like to make a better impact than that. Um, and so I thought, well, and I don't, whereas I would be interested in, in focusing on a political show, it wasn't really the right fit. So I thought, okay, I think what the show ought to be is all about good news. Mm, okay. And it needs to be, there is so much, there's such a good wave of vitality yeah. happening in Hartsville yeah. that we need to capture that and support it. So my thought was, interview people that are making it happen, 
interview people that you may not know what they're doing, but they're doing good things. Wow. And then share all of the events and activities, because one of the uh, criticisms that we've always had is there's no community calendar, and that's because it's a massive task. Yeah. And each organization is charged with getting their own information out of it. I thought, well, you know, we're not beholden to anybody. We can share information, whether it be community or churches, or we can share all that information. So I talked with Harold, and he said, that sounds great. Um, then that that will work. So we went to Dawn because she had a business at the time. I did, a downtown business. And said, could we do this here? Mm -hmm. And we started doing it there. And in it, the window. In the window. Mm -hmm. And it it was it worked very well. And Dawn would um, Dawn would join me in the beginning and she okay. talked a little bit about the restaurant and she and I just really hit it off. Yeah. As you can hear, we go back <laughs> we nan nan go back and forth and everything. Um, but we have a good time. And she's so good on radio, mm. and, and she, she's not shy, and it's like we're both good talkers, so we just hit it off. And so I, I said, would you that just... That was in five years. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I said, would you just hang on and let's just do this? Okay. And she said, yeah. So sure. We're, yeah, so so what have you guys learned about each other during this time? Uh, hmm. The Dawn is the Energizer Bunny. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I am always flabbergasted as how she gets everything done that she does. Okay. I just really admire her about that. It's like she's she just gets it all done. And yeah. she she makes a really big impact on a lot of people and on the community. And I just really admire the fact that and plus when Dawn says, I've been thinking about this, I'm gonna do this, she does it. <laughs> she does it. So I really admire that. That's, that's probably the first thing I've learned. Thank you, Charmin. That is so sweet. I've, I've actually learned a lot about Charmin. That's because I tell her everything about me. So she asks me, she's like, uh. Charmin is such a, and a lot of people don't know this about Charmin, but she's such an advocate for the community. Um, even mostly behind the scenes. Yeah. She advocates for so much that's going on in the downtown area and the surrounding communities that a lot of people don't know about. Yeah. Um, you know, she's so involved with our school systems and the yeah. children in this community. Um, she's also involved, she sings and dances, <laughs> and she's wonderful at both. Um, so if guests don't show up, I just start to <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Uh, she was my mentor, okay. really, coming into Radio. the community as, you know, in the way of um, getting involved, really. Yeah. Um, I saw what she was doing with Rotary, and she invited me in, and we both kind of were like, you know, we came in here, and we weren't sure about it, but we, right? yeah. we jumped but, in, yeah. and we did. Yeah, yeah. and she has kind of, you know, paved the, the way for me to... to yeah be involved in the right. way that I am. Right. Well, thank you, Dawn. You're welcome. That's amazing. Uh, um, that's, that's actually how I got to meet both of you was through Rotary. Mm -hmm. um, and I got invited there by, by Jessica Cohen, who was on the show earlier. I was in Kiwanis too, but I, I chose to stick with Rotary. But you saw the light. I chose to stay with Rotary, <laughs> right. yes. I um, mean, it's, being a Rotary is similar to being a Toastmasters, honestly, because you know, the first thing that I saw was 
wow, this is every mover and shaker in the city is in this room and they're meeting every Tuesday. But the real kicker was everybody is, nobody's talking about themselves. I mean, you're having to give something good happens. You're all here about the Teach Foundation, all here about the, the barbecue, all I hear about is who's doing something great. Uh, so, so to see the service and to see how hands on you guys are with growing is amazing because there's so many different platforms. Um, and nobody has to see it. So there's a lot of times you see ego getting away, whether it's a TV show or a radio show or giving back. Um, how did you guys have to check the ego with each other? Does ego play a part? And I'm just asking that question for myself. I don't get my head I've never seen Dom's ego. Ever. I mean, just not. Maybe about her hair. <laughs> but no, Dawn is one of the most giving people that I've ever met. She does, She really doesn't have an ego. I don't think Charmin does either. She is genuinely the yeah. caring person that you see. Yeah. And Charmin as well. She's very genuine about how she feels about things, and um, I, I've never seen an ego from her either. Uh, I mean, right. we, you know, we're very compatible as far as the show goes, mm -hmm. and we just follow each other and, and what we do, and we've made it work. We have, yeah, <laughs> we've made it work. We have, and we've had some interesting <laughs> things. We have. <laughs> when you think about it, yeah, that's a good one. Well, I um, I don't, I'm. I'm one of my coaches in college, Jay Peterson, crazy as all outdoors, really short, always yelling on you every name in the book. Oh, no. But, but one thing, and I mean everything in the book, I'm not even going to repeat something. Oh, no. Um, but one thing he did say that was just as crazy, but now makes sense, is you don't know what you don't know. And at the time, it might be but now it's like, okay, I get it. Like, I'm 24 years old. There's some things that I really just don't know. What can you guys, I've, I've had my head get big, too much in the past, and I got chopped back down the sides. So as I'm going to continue to progress as an entrepreneur and as a young adult, what are some tips that you can have for me and any young person to stay grounded? Um, well, I see. I think, but I think that's part of the process. Mm. Yeah. I think you when you when you come out of college or you come out of high school, okay. you do have that young ego, that yeah. youth ego of the world's just waiting for me. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And now that I'm out of school, here I am. Right. Um, but I think that's necessary yeah. because it's that self-confidence that allows you to pursue things because if, if you pursue something and you get chopped off or the wall gets put in front of you and you just sort of turn your tail and say, okay, well, you're not going to get to the point to where you're meant That's for. right. Mm -hmm. And life experience is sometimes the best teacher. Yeah. It is. Yeah. You know, once you have a humbling experience, then it kind of stays with you. Mm -hmm. And then you use that experience and other experiences yeah. going forward. That's a great, point. Yeah. That's a great and, point. And again, that's, it speaks to the character of the person mm. as to how you work through those struggles. That's right. Okay. And I really think struggles are, are an important yeah. part of the journey. You're right. You learn I from those as well. Hey, it's yeah. hey. it's it, kind of It kind of goes in that loop. And I'm glad you said that because that's kind of some confirmation too. If I can look back, um, I think the last big, what I'm going to say is a failure, um, was the World Championship because I had my heart set on being right. that champion. Right. And so even competing against, there was a, a woman who got third place, this was the second woman to win since 14. Josephine Lee, she, um, she was from California, we had yes. Mexico, <laughs> we had a, a, a guy from um, Turkey, somebody from Hungary. So people just from all over. And I went first and nobody laughed at my speech. I had uh, a few little jokes in there. Right. Um, but I, 
looking back, it was the best pizza I ever gave was the worst. Because I crafted it in a way that I told you what I wanted you to hear and not the truth, if you will. But that experience immediately just humbled me and brought me back to realize that trade. This is not about you. And even though you're speaking in front of 2,500 and it's your story and it's broadcast around the world, it's, it's not about you. So I, I think you're right, you know, bringing it back. And that lets me, that helps me go back to the drawing board and realize, hey, I don't want to do corporate professional development, I want to do community development. Um, so those failures in a lot of ways help you understand the right, right direction that you're supposed that's to right. go. That's right, that's um, right. So that is a, a good answer. It is. And you have to stay true to your character, I think. Mm. You have to determine what kind of person you want to be mm. and what kind of person you want other people to see you as. Yeah. And you have to be available and you have to be open to other people's ideas okay. and listening to what their thoughts and perceptions are as well. And I will say that as a person who has had experience. Because <laughs> we're 29. Yes, because we're 29. <laughs> I know that young people just out of school have this view of the world that here I am. Here I am. I know that because I went through it. Yeah. And I had my own crushes that, that <laughs> happened because the world wasn't waiting for me like I thought it was. But I know that. And and believe it or not, I like to see it yeah. because it shows some vibrancy yes. to me. It shows yeah. that these are people that really, down deep in their gut, they want to do wow. something. Yes. They just haven't found it yet. And right. I know that. Yeah. And I know that. So. I think it's a, a natural part of life. Mm. Yeah. What What is your part in helping bring that out? Because when you see a young person who has that kind of air or, or whatever the word is, um, but does want to come and see them, how, what, what is your role in helping my generation or the millennial generation move through it? I'm not even going to say past it, but get through those kind of struggles. Have you seen opportunities to, well, to mentor? It's like with kids. You don't tell them what to do. Right. Because you do that and they're going to either Turn, it turn off. you off That's or do fine. the opposite. Okay. So you have to find ways to to give them experiences or include them in ways that that won't let them hugely fail. Right. Okay. Okay. And I think a, an example of how you've done that, Charmin, is through the Teach Foundation, but you've also been a part of making Hartsville the All-American City again. And you guys brought some young people we into did. that with you. And I think their experiences will stay with them for the rest of their mm -hmm. lives. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes the difference. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I can see that. I can see it for sure. And I'm, I'm excited. I know um, Rotary is giving out more books tomorrow and that there's going to be more service opportunities coming up. That's right. I just have two more questions for you. Um, these are questions that I ask people, whether it's on the airplane or walking down the street or, or whatever, just because I want to know. Or here at the coffee shop. Or at the coffee shop. Or at the coffee shop. <laughs> Smelling bacon. That's right. <laughs> I don't smell garlic today, though. No, no Just garlic. bacon. Just bacon. <laughs> Usually we have the breakfast garlic. Yeah. Oh, it, well, it did smell good a little bit earlier. It looks like they pulled the breakfast down now. Yeah. Um, but that's okay. Well, and, and the first question, this is not going to be too crazy. Okay. What's the secret to being married? I'm not married to oh. oh. How do I, once I get to that point, I want to be ahead of the curve. So I you know, change channels. <laughs> the secret to really be married is to agree to disagree and be able to compromise. Okay. That's simple. Yeah. Because you and your spouse aren't always the same people. Yeah. You know, you have different thoughts, you have different ideas, but you need to be adult oh. enough to sit down and be able to discuss those mm. and accept your ideals. 
and move forward and still with loving and compassion right. and you know ultimately making it work because that's a that's a lifelong commitment yeah okay okay that's a good answer and i totally agree with dawn i think that well i know that you have got to respect mm -hmm. that individual as an individual mm -hmm. absolutely if there's no respect both ways mm -hmm. then you don't have what I would consider as a marriage. Right. So you've got to respect that person for who or she is. Yes. And you've also got to know that that person mm. allows you that same. Mm. Uh, and and find someone that is your best friend. Okay. Because there there are a lot of facets to marriage. So find yeah. someone that's your best, best friend. Yeah. Okay. I can do that. I think that's, that's simple enough. Um, Great, great answer. I, I, it's always. Are we expecting an announcement soon? No way. No okay, way. If, I, if you're going to announce it, we want to put you on Good Morning Hustle. That's right. So our <laughs> listeners can hear it first. I've got plenty of time before, uh, before that. I, yeah. I tell myself, one, when it comes to um, to babies, those are my birth control. Because I'm not ready to have a child until another five or so years. Oh, okay, now wait a minute. You're going to be in. The Adventure Fashion Show. <laughs> That's right. And then you're going to be in uh, the Devane's in November. That's right. Let's check back with him in January. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go strutting in those fashion shows. You're not in an, in an auction anytime soon, are you? <laughs> no, 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 way. no way. No way. I've got I've got some time. I, I think I, I've got to figure out myself a little bit more first before I can offer myself. That's okay. Take so, your own advice. So yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's fair there. Yeah. Um, the other question I can ask you guys can think back five years ago when you were 25 to. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Thank you. To, to what kind of, what piece of advice would you give yourself looking back now? Oh, gosh. Uh, That's a hard one. And what do you wish you would have known? Maybe that's a better like, What do you wish you would have known? Enjoy the process better. Because there's so much angst. Mm. There is. In going through the yeah. process. And when I say angst, there were so many things that I, I was concerned about or felt that were important that really weren't. Mm. Yeah. And I couldn't see that with clear eyes at the time because as far because it was still it still wasn't absolutely clear to me. Yeah. And there was still a lot of id, my ego was yeah. still involved in it that some of the things that were happening were not that important, but they were happening to mm. me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and that would be my recommendation okay. is that is to kind of chill, mm. enjoy yeah. the process. I was thinking along those same lines. I think the older you get, you have to deal with just more things. You have to deal with life mm. in general. Um, you have to deal with things like parents. Right. You have to deal with um, adult children. Mm. Um, and in my case, grandchildren. I, you know, don't take it too seriously. We tend to let things um, stress us out a little bit more than we should. You know, take it, just take it lightly. Although things are important and there are things that need to be done, um, the people that we are, we're going to get it done, but we just have to kind of relax a little bit and not get so stressed out about the fact that we need to get it done, right? you know? We, we just need to kind of pull back a little bit, let things go, and just watch it happen. Mm. Okay. And, yes. and control what you can control. Yeah. But 
but let go of those things that you yeah, can't. Yeah. That's right. Let go and move That's on. right. Yeah, and and believe it or not, when you're young, you may not realize it, but you can't control everything. Mm. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you will eventually learn that. And the more that you, the more of you, the more you let go of the things that you have no control over, you'll learn that you release that stress. Yeah. And yeah. you can focus on those things that are more yeah. important. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, that's that's absolutely beautiful. And to give you guys even, um, we just finished or kind of finished the interview. Um, the art we go from awareness and awareness of what you want, mm-hmm. and then we reflect on why we want that thing, the purpose of it, and we finish with the transition or the process of how you became that person. So the last thing I'd like to give to audience members, or the last thing I want guests to be able to provide is something simple, 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 <laughs> simple and practical was the word that I was trying to say. Simple. Simple could work. <laughs> yeah. Create a new word. Yeah. Something simple and practical that can be applied right away. And I think that you guys have done that. Um, for it. So I'm, I'm excited. Thank you for Good Morning Hartsville joining Thank the Dash you. podcast. Absolutely. And I appreciate you guys having me on, on yeah. Good Morning Hartsville for Tables Turned. Anytime. Uh, well, we'll see you time. back again when you, with Dancing with the Stars in your dance. <laughs> That's right. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yes, anything else to say before we sign off? No, thank you. I and, think so. And we're just looking forward to your continued impact here at Hartsville. Absolutely. Thank you so much. We're yeah. looking forward to see what you do here. Yes, ma'am. It's, well, it's a pleasure. And I'm excited, ma'am. Thank you for your support. And uh, every time I hear someone say, well, you know, trade damage was a huge part of that, I'm just going to smile. Good. That, you just made me smile. Maybe you're going to smile so. <laughs> well, good. Thank you all for tuning in. If you like it, share it with your friends. We've got the live episode up on Facebook. And make sure you tune back in every Wednesday on 95.9 That's right. to listen to Good Morning Hartsville. You can like that page on Facebook. You can like the Trey Gamers page on Facebook and listen to this episode on SoundCloud as well. We'll see you next time. This is The Dash.